a long, long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Hey, flight fans, Dwayne here. We had so many amazing questions from our listeners. We had to split our Q&A into two episodes. So here it is, part two of our Q&A volume one wrap up. Um, let's see. Next question is for me. If you could use only one FFG source book from here on out, which would it be? I don't know how to answer this question because I don't, I don't really know the difference between the source books. I just play the game. I, I don't know. Is, I, is there a difference in the source books that I, I just know about? Or isn't it all the same game, just different settings? I feel like they just add new stuff with every source book. Yeah, so I, I, I pull from everything. I grab anything from everywhere. So I don't know. If I had to choose yeah. one, I guess... I would do the force and destiny because we're kind of leaning heavy into the Sith this time. So I'd, I'd want to have that kind of information at my fingers. So I guess. All right. Um, let's see. Next one. Uh, this is for everybody. Uh, what was your character's favorite subject in school? Uh, starting with Nimoy. So Jor, the Mandalorian approach to schooling is a little bit different than many other places. Uh, I think Dork tolerated like uh, all these sort of complicated etiquette stuff of, of uh, having to be a man for, for you know twilight nobility and everything. But I think his favorite subject was like um, what's the word? Tackling pregnant women. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! That that doesn't really need a full year course. You can kind of figure that out in like a. Like I don't a know. It looks like you've taken a full year course in it. <laughs> um, it was it was uh and sort of like of rifle maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, camping and and uh like the um sort of campground games where where it's you know. I just have this image of like uh, capture the flag, the classic like summer camp thing, except it's a multi-day long thing where they <laughs> they set up their own little camps and they have to hunt <clears> and kill <throat> things, uh, and they just leave them out in the wilderness for like a week and then wait for one of them to finally win. Just Lord of the Flies. <laughs> I dig it. Basically. I mean, we, I mean, we established that when we were on the ship that they used to throw baby Mandalor or little Mandalorians into the vacuum of space to see how long they could hold their breath. So it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> did so, we say little or did we say baby? Well, we said little. We said it was like uh, like summer camp. So I'd assume they're like seven to twelve years old or whatever, getting launched into the vacuum. You know, to test their strength. Uh, what about um, Skip? What would uh, Skip's subject be? Ah, that one's an easy one. Recess. <laughs> <laughs> not choir? I know. <laughs> not drama, the performing arts, nothing like that, huh? No, recess is when you get to make out with the teachers. <laughs> All right. Uh, what would Dale's <laughs> favorite subject be? Moving right along. Awkward. Uh, I want to say that uh, Bale's favorite subject would probably be film studies. Because he took, let's just say, I, I'm going to say that um, it is uh, that uh, he took a class in film studies and uh, was learning about horrible, horrible films. 
and that's where he came across uh what's it called he wrote like his entire like term paper on enforcer force and <laughs> that was the only thing he ever got an a in <laughs> does it was he about, have it framed yeah. <clears throat> like uh he probably does uh we will, we can introduce that on the stawhawk <laughs> the stawhawk <laughs> yeah um yeah no that or uh how to catch a criminal class uh because you know he is mandalorian and probably learned that stuff at some point and uh anarchy probably physics i can see that it covers a lot of stuff let's see uh next one is huh what was the pitch that was used to draw you into playing on this podcast how did i get you guys all to agree to this nonsense uh i was promised cookies and milk and (laughs) you provided neither (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna ask uh, him, have, that, that, have that been delivered on. <laughs> yeah. Did, so it was sent via DHL. Um, they're usually pretty good, but there's oftentimes like surcharges and whatnot. Did you get that email? Yeah, it was it was a cash on delivery thing. So if you didn't pay, yeah. they were gonna send it back. That was on you for being cheap. It's Joe. just the customs charges. You know, yeah. there's nothing you can do around it. DHL doesn't pay them for you. Mm. Time. It's it's an imperfect system. We live in an imperfect world. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know down, that's the way the cookie up. crumbles. <laughs> Usually inside the milk. So then, after you drink the milk, you gotta like tap the end to get the soggy cookie out. Oh God. Okay. So uh, how did uh, how did you guys end up here? Uh, I saw a, uh, an advertisement on the uh, shameless plug, shameless plug, a uh, wonderful one-shot Discord, uh, wonderful yeah. people, lovely community. Um, and it was, it was basically, you know, this is a, a, a Star Wars thing. It's going to be, I think you referred to it as a crime dramedy. <coughs> crime dramedy is what I, yeah, what I still yeah. kind of call the show. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of rolled up with my uh, bargain basement quality microphone and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember uh, posting that ad actually on the uh, the one. Sh- it was on the one shot Discord, right? I don't think there's. I don't think it's there anymore. Sadly, I I think I tried to look it up when I saw. <laughs> that, yeah, and I knew a couple of the people uh, uh, who originally played on here from there. So, All right. what about uh, you, uh, Kyle and uh, Velvet? How'd you guys end up here? <laughs> Velvet, he's gesturing to you. Oh. <laughs> Uh, no, I found I might have been your first initial post on the, oh my gosh, two years ago now on the DIPM looking for a, a game, like little sub channel. Okay. And I think you just posted something super vague. You were just like, hey, I'm looking to run some kind of uh, Star Wars, you know, podcast and see where it goes. And at the time I was only on Broken Sun, but I wanted to do more stuff. So I was like, oh, I like Star Wars. Why not? Kyle, how did I pull you into this web of nonsense? A very long time ago, was added to a Twitter group for podcasters that Dwayne was a member of. And mm-hmm. in the ensuing year of joining it, we all became like the best of friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like shared every momentous moment that was going on in our lives from children's births to new jobs to new podcast plannings. And it's like all of these little side podcasts you might not know about. And one of the podcasters was um, a little mouse guard podcast. And it was Tess who was wanting to do more about podcasting in the world and was creating International Podcast Month. 
which is going on literally right now. Yeah. So check that podcast out because it is full of people you've never heard of all playing a game together for the very first time. And every episode's delightful. Every, it's, this is the third year it's been going on. Dwayne was part of that. And you got to play in a game with my wife, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, I played in a game uh, run by uh, Christine Chester from Heroes of the Hiding Way. Yeah, and also co-starring Victoria from The Broadswords. That's right. Yeah, Victoria was on that game, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was Dwayne's experience with IPM. My experience was with Velvet in IPM. So it was the very first year of IPM. Everybody who joined all became suddenly fast friends and whatnot too. And I had been talking to Dwayne and Dwayne had wanted to start a podcast and he had a bunch of people. He had so many people that he thought he was going to have to do two shows. And I was like, well, can I be in the show? And he was like, oh, it, yeah, sure. I mean, I got lots of people, but why not? Yeah, let's do that. Some of them might drop out. <laughs> and then little did and we then, know. And then they did. <laughs> yes, it all works out. So, yeah, that's how I got to be here. Yeah, I asked. I, yeah. And then, I, Joe, you were... Were you here before? You were here before me, right? Didn't I join something you I, were doing? Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, yeah. What's it called? Like, I, I, I think <clears throat> we were both on the uh, the One Shot Networks podcast, yeah. uh, like like Discord. Mm -hmm. Somebody posted like an ad for a Star Wars game, mm -hmm. uh, and then we just happened to play one session. I remember you played uh, Doctor Fife. Yep. Um, I pay, I played Bail Bronda, um, and then it was Amr. Uh, who uh, also played his character. And um, I guess the GM just didn't want to run another session or something. Yeah, yeah, and then, he, yeah he dropped away, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he dropped off. And um, then what ended up happening was uh, you were just like, you know what, let's just start a podcast. Let's just, like, I'll GM it. I've never GM'd before, but I'll GM it. And, uh, you know, we could just start a podcast. And that's just how it bloomed. And... Uh, you know, it it was uh it was very spontaneous. Like, it was like yeah. way out of the blue. Like I never thought that like two years from that day <laughs> or two and a half years, years from that from day start, yeah. that we would still be recording stuff together. Yeah, it, so like it, it yeah, came like, out, like I you guys are all like family to me now. Like like we've been running. It's pretty cra it's so pretty long. crazy, yeah, because it went from us me thinking like, oh, this game's gonna go away. I had fun. I said and I like like you just said, I'd never run a game. I'm like, I can tell a freaking story. I'll just do this shit. Why not? It can't yeah. be that hard. I've listened to podcasts. And then yeah. even when I even when I joined what we were doing, I had I already talked to Ammo and uh I can't even remember the GM's name now. I, about wanting to record it just so I could mess around with the audio myself, like using Craig or whatever, yeah. just so I could play around with it. And then when I kind of stepped in and took over everything, I'm like, it's a goddamn podcast now. Fuck this noise. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's just how it started. It was mm -hmm. uh, like it was crazy. Just like five or six random people, like <laughs> getting together to do a podcast. It was, it mm -hmm. was yeah. It's, been, it's, it's definitely fun. been fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, like two or three years. Like, I have changed states. I have left high school. I have changed. Preferred for like everything about my life has changed pretty much. We've been along for the ride. Yep. Yeah. We're the one constant thing in your life. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Um, what was the appeal to have this podcast around the time of the hyperspace war? For me, I just wanted to pick a time that was so far back 
that I wouldn't have to worry about canon things all too much because with you know all the legends kind of going unofficial all of a sudden it meant that we had a play a playground where we could do anything and no one could really bitch or moan about oh that's not what really happened so we were able to do whatever we wanted and that's what i've enjoyed the most is going to like wikipedia and seeing what it says there and like okay how can i turn this on its ear and make it different so (laughs) that's like why stuff like the sith still existing in our universe i wanted to do something bizarre we didn't start with lightsabers and blasters because I wanted it to be just different. And yeah. it's uh, been... Excuse me, but, uh, you know, uh, the creator of the blaster wasn't really uh, named... Uh, uh, yeah, no. John Blaster. Yeah, John... <laughs> John, John Blaskovich. John Blaster. <laughs> John Blaskovich. That's on, that's on Wikipedia. John Blasterson and Steve Lightsaberville helped build these weapons, and that's how they got yeah. named. So much of uh, so yeah. much of Legends Wikipedia is just beautifully stupid. <clears throat> I just everything right. is named something slightly different. Yeah, yeah. It's right. it's the Fretcher. It's calf. It's not. Let's see. Next question is for all you guys. Uh, what is would be your character's either like catchphrase or what is the favorite line you've ever said as in character? I have to say. It was the line where uh, we were in the um, the Pirate Queen space, and uh, what's it called? They're just like, "Hey, aren't you Bill Bronda?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Like, yeah, aren't you that guy?" I was like, "No, I, well, yeah, I'm Bill Bronda, but I think you're looking for my brother, Real Bronda." <laughs> Um, who did all those horrible, nasty things. Like, I don't remember how the line went, but it was just like, oh, God, I hope I make this roll. <laughs> it was like the greatest roll ever because, like, you maybe roll, like, four or five, like... Uh, it was, like, almost... It was, like, an impossible roll. Yeah, it was yeah and the then I succeeded. Thing. Yeah. And I was just like... Yeah, at that point, mm-hmm. I figured out I was invincible. <laughs> Uh, Kyle, do you have a favorite uh, skip line? Yeah, I like uh, when he says, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> it's a chopper. <laughs> that, that, that. Wait, it's a 42. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> okay, Velvet, do you have a favorite anarchy line? <laughs> uh, I think just coming up with that face melter's name. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fun. That was a good brainstorming. Um, uh, Nimoy, any uh, memorable Doric lines? I normally have like a pretty good memory for quotes, but I'm coming up blank. I, I maybe there's something about the 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 act of doing a horrendous Kiwi accent that melts my brain a little bit. <laughs> okay, let's see. Next question uh, for me: How did you come up with the two storylines happening at the same night? same time and was this current arc expected with the multi-character mass battle um i decided to do the the two group two story thing because i didn't want to have because when we started we had six players and i thought six players in one game was going to be way too much so two groups of three seemed more manageable for me 
and then you know, little did I know, let, we could we, we could have left it one way. Duane. Let's be honest about this. It's because we overinvited. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say no if someone wants to come play stars with us. I'm not gonna say no. Who am I to be that guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, are fun, you know. I I like them. You know, they're nice. Folks. You know, we should we should we should have totally told that that guy Duane that he couldn't play with us. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh-huh. So, I mean, uh, I, I guess we could have kept it with the group of six and then we would have been with this group of four and just told one story. That's the kind of, we could have, in theory, ended up. And that's what we're doing with for season five is the four of you guys playing together. But I like the idea of having, yeah, I like the, I mean, by the time this comes out, this will be announced already. Oh, but, yeah, that's true. Um, I would say I like having the two stories because then I get to do, tw- I mean, I get to come up with twice as many crazy ideas. And I think it works for the players where you're, we're not playing every week. So, I mean, I get to play every week, so I get, you know, plenty of play time and I get to play right now because we get to invite so many different people to come play with us. I get to, you know, really get to know Mark from Course on Nights. We had Matthias on. We had uh, Art from Broken Sun come over. It's just really great to get all these people that I've never met or I just talked to them online and playing with them. It's it's worth it. I mean, I'm, I like having the multiple stories and it'll be it's going to be interesting just to play with you guys and not have the other story going on because... You know, I've already recorded all the one shots. So that part, the other hat that I usually have to do during the season is done. So it's just this one story. So it might be, you know, kick back. Maybe I'll enjoy it. Who knows? Let's see. Next question. Let's see. Was there a moment that you remember that you were longing for something to happen that you couldn't wait and hoped it would happen and then it did or did not happen? That's a very long, confusing question. What? Was there a moment that you remember that you were longing for something to happen? So was it like, were you expecting something to happen and then it didn't? Like, I think that's what they're, what they're trying it to ask. It did or it didn't. It, either it yeah. did and you were happy or it didn't. Like, were you expecting something and then it, it actually worked out how you thought? Or was there a memorable moment where something didn't work out the way you, like, you were expecting something to happen and then all of a sudden it did not work out the way you thought? It's a very big question. I already know my answer. Go ahead, Cal. You're up, sir. The conch is yours. So, at the Octopi, <laughs> the attached hotel, there's mm-hmm. this room with a locked door. Mm-hmm. And the attending clerk is like, could you check into that? <clears throat> that person's been there for a very long time. We think they might be dead. They haven't paid their bill. We're concerned. It's about to expire. You know, can we look into it? And we went and we checked the door. We did everything we could around the door. We could never get in and you blocked us and stymied us. And we're like, we just want to know what's behind that door. And then the story moved on. <laughs> so that, that I, I, I was like, what? I want to know what's behind that door. <laughs> well, I mean, and we'll never know. I mean, do you want to know who was behind the door? <clears throat> the mystery no. it is. It okay. was the count. <laughs> the count the whole time. <laughs> He's like, "Oh shit, they know I'm here." <laughs> him, him, and, him and Lark were on vacation together. They He's having an affair. It wasn't even Lark. He was with the madam. Scandalor. On <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't coin anymore. It was scandalor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. Title for Romeo and Juliet parody on Mandalore. All right. Anybody else with a, a moment that kind of that you were expecting something to happen and that and it did not occur? Uh, I think it it semi occurred, but it, 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 it I remember the pirate 
and I was very specifically gunning for for Dork to be able to defend uh, Nat when Nat got involved, because like Dork's entire thing, he is the bodyguard. Okay. And I mm-hmm. don't, rem- I don't, I think it kind of worked out, but yeah, there, there. I, I, if you go back to the recording, I honestly felt a little bit embarrassed after I was constantly cutting in. Yeah, I think you you tried to bodyguard for him, and then uh, I had him be overly ambitious, and he jumped <laughs> off your back into the fight anyway. So, and then he beat his beat his butt. So you know, yeah, he knocked the helmet off his head. It all worked out. Team, the teamwork makes the dream work. The lesson is child labor, child <laughs> soldiers, absolutely fine, no exactly. problems. Flight risk, flight risk promoted. I like it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Pro child slavery podcast. Hey, it's it's not a it's it's not a really popular take, but it's ours. Okay. <laughs> uh, Velvet, anything uh, that you were uh, disappointed that didn't happen while you were playing? I don't think I've really been disappointed by anything. Um, as far as like something successful happening after it being really anticipated, I would say it would be capturing uh, FR3Z. Because yeah. I mean, we, we, we hyped that up for a bit and, and you kept taunting me over Discord. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. And then you did it in one goddamn roll, which I was. Yeah. I, for, for, the, for the listeners, like, Dwayne was starting mad shit over Discord DMs. <laughs> I had come up with a whole like cyber battle system, how it was going to work. And it was like, it was done in like two seconds. I'm like, Oh, I didn't have to waste my mental energy on that. So (laughs) Uh, Joe, did you uh, offer us anything that you uh, thought was going to happen? that didn't Uh, to be honest. No. I mean, like everything's been going according to, I don't, I don't think so. No, I like any, if I did, like, I can't remember that uh you know i'm a, at a little loss for words right now sorry but no no worries uh yeah no i um i think everything's going great uh i love where the story is going um i love like there i don't think there was a moment yet where i was just like oh i wish you would have did this or like oh i wish you would have did that or like oh it would have been so much better if you did this no i i i don't think that way at all mm. um so yeah like i think everything's great and I, i'm actually being quieter because my voice is starting to like die <laughs> i'm just so loud it's just like hydrate. Hydrate. yeah yeah i do need to grab some water actually um which it, you, after this probably something which you planned out really really well and i think came off like pitch perfect was your um your plan for your for your battle session like you mm. you had you you mentioned it to us that you had planned out exactly what you wanted to do, and it went wrong in just the most interesting possible way. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was definitely that was definitely pretty cool. How his his plan, yeah, went slightly to the left, but it still ended up working out okay. Um, I think the one that I always think about is like from the beginning when uh, Skip and Anarchy and Doric uh, were at the bar, and they had to basically go either Cato Syfax or phil halog i think was his name and and i had it in my head i had it written down on my notes that cato was going to be a bad guy and phil was going to be like her fiance so whoever you talked to was was going to go and you guys went with cato i'm like okay they picked the bad guy so he's going to betray them eventually and if you would have went with phil i'm like it would have been this probably more romantic like him trying to save his beloved against the dire dodos or some nonsense like that but yeah that was like i said the one time that i always wondered what if we would have went the other way what would have happened and then Cato Syfax just blew himself up along with the dodos. <laughs> he just he, mysteriously died. Yeah, just 
Hey, human spontaneous human combustion is a thing. <laughs> Just you it's know, self-immolated out, out of shame for his own betrayal. All right. Uh, this is for Kyle. I guess we'll, we'll, let me get Kyle. You're here. Uh, in the auction episode, who came up with the auction items, and which one did you have the most, or which one would you have enjoyed taking home yourself? I did not want any of those things. <laughs> Not even, not, was... even the, not even the red ball from uh... <laughs> No, that thing's dangerous <laughs> But if we don't know what it Back in time We don't know what it does but it's No, no one ball. knows what it does J.J. Abrams, their craziness um, I, I, I asked everybody to come up But I, I pretty much made up all of the items uh, I based descriptions that got from Velvet And from Leslie and yeah, they, they they both put in suggestions, and then I riffed on it for fifteen minutes, far probably far too long. <laughs> I, I think my I think my favorite was the the pergol grease thing shaped like a foot. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that was terrible. Pergol amber grease shaped like a Gamoran foot. Ambergris. <laughs> yeah. Don't look up ambergris. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like such a good word. It's not. <laughs> Let's see. Do, do, do. Oh, this is more general. Oh, this is about for the future. Uh, is there going to be a time jump between volumes one and volume two? Uh, yeah, we're jumping about a year in between stories. So a lot will have changed from where we ended up with our current arc and what the world will be like. There will be a, uh, usually how I have that little preview episode for the season. We'll kind of set up the changes and that kind of stuff. And, the players are all going to make short little vignettes of what their characters were doing in that missing year that we're going to play as well. So that kind of will fill in the, the missing year as it were. So yeah, we're going to do a little bit of a time jump just to make things a little more interesting. Uh, question two, uh, this is this one I didn't even consider even asking you guys. Uh, will the core cast be returning as the same characters or will we see those veterans mostly retired from active play and new recruits come to the Count's organization? I honestly didn't even think of asking you guys if you wanted to switch characters if the volume change. Um, does anybody want to switch characters? I have. Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy my new character, Dale Donda. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have Same an plan. even more egregious New York accent. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, or what about Kale Conda? I mean, like, you know, or Kale Kronda. He's a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah he's a, yeah. That's really funny because Joe sent me a character sheet for his character named Lemoy, so that it'll work out really well. <laughs> I want to make a tired old bodyguard named Snorik. <laughs> or, 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 you know what? I, it'll be I, Dork I from the future. That's what yeah, the red ball was I'm for. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, like, 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 uh, what's it called? Man, I was going to go on the tangent, but I'm not going to go on the tangent. Um, what? But no, or, you know, like the character sheet that I wrote up for um, for Ryle Wold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just going to be this guy that, that that's just on a million different productions, known throughout the galaxy, and, you know, always doing something with, like, like awesome people all the time. Yeah, you know, rock style, rock, style, rock style Ryle Wold. <laughs> Rick rolled. <laughs> I'm never gonna give you up. I'm never gonna let you go. <laughs> you need to play a singer next time. Oh, All right, next question. By the end of volume one, the core cast is rocking some considerable XP. 
How difficult is it coming up with threats that are suitably challenged for them? Do I have any tips for playing and running high XP games? Um, no, because no matter how hard I make the rolls, they succeed anyway. Because I think both Velvet and Kyle had a roll of like three red and two purple, and they both got like six successes and a triumph or some nonsense like that. So, sure. oh lord, I don't know. And then giving them like six reds to roll against, I don't really know what to do. It just to me, them succeeding is part of the fun of the story. So I'm just here to tell wacky stories. I'm not trying to make them fail. So I'm not really worried about them succeeding on all the rules. If we're being entirely honest, we're all a bigger danger to ourselves than whatever <laughs> doing comes up with. That's true. If something bad's going to happen, it's yeah. going to be your guys' machinations. Yep. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Also, like, what is experience? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. still don't know how much experience we have. Like, like I have not been keeping track. Like, my character has been stagnant. I have the closest approximation, uh, but I think I keep trying to haggle for more. Uh, I will confess. Uh, I made my character in the character sheet system, uh, like Star Wars character generator that uh, they made. Uh, it's a really great system. It was super useful. I exported my character sheet as a PDF, and um, I, I have never spent any experience points. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's all just sitting Ever there waiting speed. to be used I was like, but what is this <laughs> i've never i've ne that's why i don't have any gear because i can't really edit the pdf so i'm like here you handle the money i can't change this pdf <laughs> hey do you want to spend those points on anarchy don't need them <laughs> she's powerful enough already <laughs> The, uh, the, the, your your inability to to use the character generator is the one thing saving the galaxy from the iron fist of her as a dictator. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This question is kind of for uh, Joe and Nimoy. Uh, you guys had to play characters that weren't your normal characters in the o Cousin Warartha arc. How hard was it for you to stop being Bale and Dork and switch into these <laughs> other characters? Oh, it was super simple for me. Like, like I created like the the most ridiculous characters I probably uh, I possibly could. Um, you know, after seeing how this is becoming more of a comedy than an actual like drama, like it, I, I thought it was just perfect for me to be able to like reach out uh, into my my voice and just like pull out characters. Um, so yeah, like 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 going into these characters for me was just like it's a nice change of pace. And like I could just make them super ridiculous and super, just super funny. Uh, at least I hope they're funny. I hope you all are enjoying these characters. If not, please let me know, and I'll just like walk off the podcast set. I'll be like, you know what? You don't deserve my talent. I'm I'm gonna talk to my agent. You might. Where are you? <laughs> Back in the union. I yeah, my answer is pretty much the same as uh Joe's. I've always been a big fan of just slapping together a horrendous accent and making a new character. So it was it was a wonderful little departure for me. Um I thought uh Jeff Jeth Rosil did fall a little flat. Like I had a very specific voice that I was copying, but some of the dialogue I I, I think I kind of flubbed. But overall it was a fantastic uh, experience and I loved playing Bilo Lao. Yeah. yeah All right. I agree. So let's see. Uh, so one of the last couple questions is um, this is basically about volume two. It says, As the Sith War is expanding across multiple fronts, what do you guys hope to see in volume two? 
since we're kind of delving more into straying a little bit away from the crime element and we're actually getting our characters and the count is more involved with the Jedi Sith war. What are you guys hoping to see in volume two? I'll tell you what I don't want to see. I don't want to see, I don't want to come up against Sith warrior. <laughs> right. Why not? All right. Changing my notes for episode one. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got a lightsaber and you're like, uh, I got slugs. <laughs> Literal <laughs> slugs. So actual slugs at them. <laughs> <laughs> they're sticky okay he, he doesn't have a lightsaber but he does have a darth maul style double vibrant one that's how we keep him cool uh is there a color velvet was anything you guys uh, hope to see as we delve more into the sith and jedi and all that kind of stuff no i'm i'm gonna leave all of that uh up in the air i'm not gonna tip anybody off as to what the plans are for skip going forward okay cool because no matter what you do i'm gonna do my own thing (laughs) (laughs) no rules (laughs) that's fair enough you just set the scene i'm I'm a chew on it (laughs) that's that's what makes it work it it all it all works out in the end so uh yeah that is um all the questions we have uh before we uh wrap it up i want to thank um Everyone who provided a voice uh, this last arc for us. There's so many of you. Blame Cat, Mark. I mean, everybody. I mean, I can't even list everybody, but I put you in the show notes. I appreciate everyone I've reached out to. People I don't even know. I was just like, hey, does anybody want to do a voice? And they're like, sure. And then they'll send me seven seconds of audio. And I, I don't know this person from anybody. And they're helping out our show. And it just really makes me appreciate the actual play and just the podcast community that we're a part of that these perfect strangers are willing to help out, you know, me with this little show that they have never heard of. They probably don't even listen to the show, but they like the idea. So that is, just want to thank everyone who's helped in any way. Um, Mark from Coruscant Nights and Adam from Force Majeure, especially um, at the beginning when I wasn't sure what the hell I was doing as a GM, I was bugging those two guys Adam, all the I time. Yeah. I was I bugging them Adam. constantly. Uh, ben from uh, Heroes of Hide and Way they were another one before we even started this before, talking to them is what gave me the confidence to even suggest to Joe that maybe I'll run the show. So Ben is really one of the big reasons why the show exists. Cause he helped me believe that I could do this. So thanks to him. And then to the, the fo- go, Ben, yeah, it, it's all their fault. So if you want to yell at anybody, yell at them. So, and why? <laughs> And but last but not least, to the, the four of you, you guys have been so much fun to play with and for putting up with me not knowing the rules for this game half the time and me not being able to do a voice or forgetting story elements all the time. You guys have been such a blast to play with. I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else. And I'm like I said, I have plans for this show to go at least another five, six, seven years. And I'm not going to let any of you guys leave. So accept this as your fate at least about 2025. So buckle up. This is what we're doing. Oh. <laughs> By this time, Nimoy will be married and have a child. <laughs> that's that, that's the, the plan. Pl- your pregnant wife, Nimoy? <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be Nimoy's child. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, just tackle pregnant women out there in the, in the wild. Oh, God. <laughs> or, or a guy who's a single widower with a, a three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess just wait for them to like have it like swaddled koala style. Yeah, but it's in a baby Bjorn or something. That counts. I will, I will have, I will be married to between zero and two people. 
I don't nice. know. We'll see how that <laughs> I hope it's two. Probably zero. <laughs> my money's on two. I'm with Kyle. My money's Could on two. Could you tackle both at once is my question. Yeah, yeah. D- double it, arm. I can, I can it, see it. It, de- it depends on how, uh, how certain – uh, legal structures change to see if I just to sort of uncap that top <laughs> into the number. <laughs> mm. yep. All right. So, uh, anybody have any parting words before we sign off and we dive uh, basically into volume two? And that says always, it all, folks. <laughs> yeah, I, I always get the last word, and I, I don't have anything to say except like I'm I'm super stoked for it. Um, I can't wait to see what you got in store for us uh, for season two. I can't wait to like work with um, with some like new folks. Um, it'll be uh, I think it'll be a great experience. I think uh, we're gonna have a great time, a very great time, an excellent time. An amazing time. Most excellent. I, I just hope that Bale Bronda gets to meet uh, Primrose, the the actual scientist. Doctor. <laughs> I'm Primrose Ashwinia, oh, and I think your scientific study is flawed. Are you are you peeking at my notes again, Kyle? Because I swear you keep going into my notes. You got to stop that. I should I should not have shared that Google Keep page with you. That's my bad. Oh. I had nothing. That's okay. If, if I, once again, I'm predicting what you're about to do, it's only because you're really inexperienced. Exactly. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Dwayne, you should probably have a better password than, um, than Pip. Okay. <laughs> but I used the exclamation point for the I. I thought that was clever. No, no. No, 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 you gotta make a guess. You almost said no, Pip. No, I, yeah, no, Pip. No, bad Pip. Put the blaster away. No, stop it. All right. Well, that is all the nonsense that we have. So thanks everybody. Oh, we have for... plenty more nonsense. We could go for two more hours. Well, we, no, oh, we, yeah. we have nonsense that we're saving up oh. for volume two, which will be out. Will be out very soon after this drops. It's probably a couple weeks after this when we'll see volume two the start of flight risk the shadow war Ooh, Ooh. there we go uh, does that mean i have a shadow no yeah oh you're a vampire you don't cast a shadow is that a thing they do no they don't do reflections who doesn't do a shadow i don't know hot twist bell brought it the shadow knows yeah <laughs> thanks for listening to the flight risk podcast we can be found on twitter at flight risk pod If you like what you just heard, please spread the word on social media and leave us a review on wherever you get your podcasts. They really do help more people find the show. All music featured in our episodes is from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. I thought it would be great if we all got to ask each other a question or two. I don't want to put everybody on the spot, but I I doubtlessly don't think that we have. We probably all have fun questions um okay so so far i'm listening to the current air battle and every time the air battle is going on in, on over mandalore um i have a theme song playing through my head <laughs> that i wish was playing in the background um kind of a top gun thing for me and i thought it was like kenny Loggins' danger zone yeah is playing over the top is that is that uh what did you guys have a picture in your head of that battle was it you know top gun sort of style for you or was it something else i was thinking more like independence day to be perfectly honest spaceships <laughs> it's space kyle yeah yeah no no uh, like i independent like 
you may not know, Independence Day, the original Independence Day, is actually one of my favorite films of all time. Um, I think it broke... So The Patriot with uh, Mel Gibson? No, no, no. Independence... <laughs> no, with... Uh, what's his name? Will Smith and... Um, Who's that other guy uh, from Jurassic Jeff, Park? Yeah. Jeff, Goldblum. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Yes, Jeff, yes. Oh, Jeff. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah. He, and Randy uh, Quaid. Did, Don't forget. Yeah, Randy, Randy Quaid. Quaid was in there. And like it was Pullman, Bill Pullman, the president. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, it was it, it was definitely like a film that I grew up with. I even bought the uh, the PlayStation game and man, PS like, one or two. Uh, PS one. It was PS one. Um. And there was a PC version of it too. I think I had it on PC and then purchased it for PlayStation when I moved back to the States from the West Bank. Um, because at that time I didn't have my computer from overseas. Um, so yeah, like the, that, the, the entire thing that I had in my head was like just kind of this Independence Day, uh, this Independence Day thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I actually put some top. <laughs> I put some Top Gun music. I think at the very beginning of one of the first action scenes, I, I did something from that. I used like maybe like five seconds, and I bled it into something we got from uh, Kevin McLeod or some some action music. But I, I did drop just a little bit, not enough to get sued, but it was just there for just for my own personal oh, enjoyment. That's probably why it's coming up for me that way. How about you, Nimoy? I was thinking of it like it's, it's, it's sort of like a New Hope, but everyone's porkins. Well, except for Kane. Kane's actually, you know, just just like classic Star Wars sort of thing. But the character, the 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 two pilots there are a little. I was not expecting them to to kick as much butt as they did. I was expecting them to be a little bit incompetent. You guys rolled really well as those NP as those NPCs. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, who else? I have play? a question for Kyle. Wait, real quick. The soundtrack I had in my head was the Pacific Rim one. Oh, no. <laughs> nice. nice uh it's such a good soundtrack uh so kyle how did you come up with the concept for skip oh that's easy uh on the tv show angel with david boreanaz there's a oh, singer lorne lorne yeah. um and i literally had described to Dwayne. Lorne, the lounge singer with the big uh, head tails. And I was like, this is pretty easy to picture him as a Twi'lek. And yeah. then I convinced Velvet that we needed to play twins. And I was like, would you be okay with playing a Twi'lek? And Velvet was like, that's the one with the head tails? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Velvet's like, fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so, also, I quote. <laughs> yeah, so like also the same question goes out to Velvet. Like, how did you come up with that crazy of like a, like a character? Like, <laughs> I like every time I listen to like both of you on the same pod, like on the same podcast episode, it's just like, it's just the shenanigans and the ridiculous. Like, how'd you come up with, uh, how'd you come up with, uh, with, um, oh my God, it's so late and I'm forgetting names. Anarchy. Anarchy. Yes. <laughs> I, I, look, it's anarchy in my fucking brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. podcast. So you can just be like, um, and then you just ask the question. <laughs> I, I can cut away silence. <laughs> I think I just wanted somebody who was very out of control. I forget what who I because I like to make sure that what however however many projects I'm in, I'm mixing up the type of characters so it's not like the same character for like two projects. Mm -hmm. um, and I forget what else I was doing during the time of Sides Broken Sun, but I was like, all right, like I, all these characters are either very reserved or they're very methodical. I just want to play someone who's like a fucking trash fire. 
<laughs> that's that's like the best description ever. <laughs> I I gotta ask, what is what is the thought process? Is there is there any? Do you? Well, no, you. Do, I guess not. I guess it might be improv. But like, do you do you pick out certain things that are like that's something I want to do to throw a wrench at things, or is it completely improv? It's always improv until like Dwayne gives me something that's in the environment or I'll or I'll think of something that might be in there. Like when we were in the museum for, I don't know if you all have listened to it yet, but when we, yeah. you know, she animated the animatronics, <clears throat> I was like, well, we're in the museum. I'm thinking, you know, like they have the animatronic Jurassic Park things. So I asked, you know, are they, are they here? And Dwayne was like, no, but you have like those big ass, you know, artsy type sculptures. And I was like, let me motorize some of them. <laughs> Kind of yeah. like with the IED uh, that, you know, Cato Syphax so uh, unfortunately, you know, used against himself. <laughs> I, I, I just because I imagine like Anarchy is smart enough to be self-aware of her own like physical limitations. So that's why she stacks all these Chekhov rifles in <laughs> like, you know, in advance in case shit goes down. Like nothing might happen and I may not end up using them. Or you have like the museum where like shit goes down and she like is able to pile them all on at once. Yes. Chekhov's armory. Yes, <laughs> Basically. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay. So how did we come up with the name Flight Risk and were there alternative names? Uh, the name Flight Risk was actually uh, from Tess um, uh, Kokyo, who does RPG Cast. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. And when we were getting this together, I was trying to come up with names and I was just asking her, I was like, do you have any idea? Because I suck at naming things. I'm like, I can't think of anything to call us. That wasn't like already taken or sounded like too cliche. That's kind of explaining what I was talking about. She just mentioned flight risk for some reason. I'm like, I've never heard of a show called that. I'm like, okay. And then like, as we've been playing, I'm like, God, we really should have been a show about like pilots or something. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like yeah. star pilots or something. Like, or people who are running away from something. Yeah, but like, I just like, I just like the, the empire instead of people who run towards things. The way I look at it, each one of your characters probably wouldn't be allowed on a commercial plane anyway, because you guys oh, are no. flight risks. <laughs> yeah, so, Anarchy's yeah, pretty firm now, like the no fly risk. Yeah, um, you guys yeah. are all flagged. There's no way you get on a commercial flight. So. Door, door, uh, I feel like, like wait, what do you mean I can't bring my get. six ounces of explosives on board? What do you mean I can't go into the cockpit to make sure that there are, there's no funny business going on? <laughs> yeah, but and I could pilot it better. Like, just it. let me do it. <laughs> wow. I just don't oh think Skip would get on a commercial flight. Yeah. Well, what, what happened was farmer. No, Skip would get turned away and then use his charms and end up on a private plane on a, of his own and going wherever he wanted to go. So, mm -hmm. I still think he'd ever get turned away. Like yeah. he's never done anything wrong. Yeah, just upgrade <laughs> himself to like first class. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, there was. I I can't remember. I'd have to go look and see if there's even on Discord the other names I was thinking of, but. Yeah, that she suggested it and I liked it. I was like, yeah, flight risk. It doesn't really make any sense or fit to what the story is, but I like it, so that's good enough, which kind of fits, you know, what I do. Nothing ever makes any sense, so. <laughs> yep. Uh, so my question uh, is for the three of y'all, did it any, um, you know, as the show has progressed, have any of your characters kind of evolved from your original concept for them? Oh, that's... That's a tough question. Um, I want to say, want to say, yeah. Um, so Bale was not going to be 
as ridiculous. And this sounds crazy because I always describe him as the ridiculous Bale Bronda, right? Um, he was actually not going to be as ridiculous as he turned out to be. Um, Bale was just going to have like his thing was just going to have this be this fun, this funny, really fake Brooklyn, New York accent. Uh, I actually based that voice off of the, uh, the scout from team fortress two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> where he just kind of talks like this. He's just really loud. Um, and uh, you know, he wasn't going to be as ridiculous as he turned out. And when like, it, it just, Bale turned into a monster on his own. I don't know what happened to him, but at some point he, he went from, you know, just having a funny voice to being this crazy, explosive, pyromaniac, like, maniac. Yeah, because yeah, I, would, I would say the, the Bale Bronda from the beginning that, like I said, executed that guy in the mall, I don't think that's the, that's the Bale Bronda we have now would have done that. I don't think he would have been so no. quick to kill somebody. So. No, he wouldn't have. Uh, he was going to be a little bit more of a serious character, and uh, it just turned out that I was having so much more fun making him this totally off-the-wall character. Um, so, yeah, like, Bill Brando was not always this bad. He's Now he's just a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think something something very similar sort of happened with uh, uh, Doric. Like, when when I created, you know, when I created him, it was like I looked at what Skip and Anarchy had made. Uh, Skip and Anarchy, I was like, okay, there needs to be a straight man in, in this com- this comedic trio. And so I, I picked, you know, <laughs> I picked their long-suffering bodyguard, Dork. Uh, well, one, uh, Dork's voice uh, was sto- stolen pretty much wholesale from hours of listening to James Model on campaign playing BAFTA. But his character was very... I, I, he was very paranoid at the start. Like, the, you know, there's like, you know, tackling a pregnant lady, uh, <laughs> searching all the rooms and everything. Um, he's definitely mellowed out a lot. He's become a little bit less of a straight man. I think, like, by the time we got to coin, uh, I started having him in character start uh, being a little bit more of a, a, a having a few more uh, in character lines that were jokes rather than. Uh, having him stay specifically the straight man as much as possible. So I think, yeah, he's also, whereas Bale has gotten louder and more over the top, I think Doric has, has loosened up a little bit, uh, especially with regard to his relationship to the twins and being able to like leave them uh, now and not be quite so protective and parental. I didn't realize that Skip was going to hate droids as much as he does. I want, that is something <laughs> I love I, that. I, I want to ask you why he hates them, but I like not knowing why he just hates droids so much. I it's think so- it's because it's super easy. He can read people so easily and he's so good at persuading people, but droids don't have facial expressions. Droids uh-huh. are programmed responses. So how do you really convince a droid to do anything and break your protocols? That's not how droids work. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's typically why he hates them so much and refuses to try to understand their beeps and boops. 
Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite things where it's like, Jesse's like, I'm not dealing with this droid. Someone else talk to it. And he just walks away from things. I'm like, yeah, he's like, screw this thing. He's like a, not a speciesist, but yeah, those are sentient life a forms. Droidist. You're like, you're a droidist. And that's what it they is. They are not life forms. So yeah. They're, they're sentient. They have thoughts. Yeah, they're programmed creatures. Programmed, <laughs> are, programmed things. Characters' relationships to droids, I think, are all very interesting. Because you've got, you've got Skip, who, you know, does like you can't manipulate them. You've got Bale being... You know, treating treating his droid like his best friend, and then you yeah. got yeah, and then also having a suicide bomber uh, kamikaze droid. Mm. Um, oh yeah, then, yeah. He, well, well, they, you know what? That droid was a complete dick. So you know, he deserved <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you also have the way with uh, Anarchy when she was with Boxer and Calfbot and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anarchy. I mean, Boxer was a paid. You just wanted like a you know robot abolition, and I'm like, I just need you to go punch things. Like I'm not not here. (laughs) He was trying to to free his people. He's he's on a noble quest. (laughs) He can go be noble somewhere else. Like. (laughs) And then there's Dork, who's like, oh, you want to free your people from slavery? I mean. Oh I mean, my goodness. like that was one of my favorite things when you tried to justify slavery. <laughs> no, no yeah, it's, it's Dor- I forgot Dor- about Dor- that. Doric has been raised from birth and was sent off to work under like feudal obligation, and he lives in a Twilight society which is full of slavery. Of course, he's like, oh yeah, sure, that's you know that's fine. It's good for it's good for the economy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Oh God. No. I love it. Uh thing so once the once you wrap and you do the credits uh-huh. i i want us all to ask each other a question because we didn't get to do that like okay, everybody else sure. got to ask us questions yeah you got but to we've never gotten to ask us. each other questions okay sure how dare you, so, how dare you audience people that's actually a rule Dwayne said you can never ask one another a direct question ever you guys, are, you guys aren't supposed to make them. you guys aren't supposed to talk directly to each other or make eye contact it was part of the contract gotta go through Dwayne yeah you're only supposed to look at me I'm the only one that matters this is all about me guys you know we're gonna get together at Gen Con and we're gonna revolt <laughs> <laughs>